0: The fact is, you cannot manufacture godliness on your own. But hey, you don't need to. As a born-again believer, you have God living within you. That means you already have His godliness. Now listen, only God can be godly. And He has already placed all of His godliness within you. You have the ability to be godly because you have the all-powerful God living within you. Well, welcome to today's episode of the Point of Purity podcast, a weekly study filled to the brim with all the tools from Scripture you will ever need to build a lasting life of biblical purity. Well, I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. Grab your Bible and come on in as today we seek to answer the question, all means what? What? Well, before we begin this week's podcast, I'd like to take just a moment and give you a glimpse of our Pure Man ministry. You see, we we do a whole lot more here at the Pure Man ministry than just produce a weekly podcast. For example, we have a free app entitled My Purity Coach. This app is chock full of powerful tools to help you in your walk of purity. You'll find tons of scripture, audio and video lessons from the Bible. You can even listen to this podcast from the app. We've also designed an online training resource called ChristianGrowthAcademy.com. That's ChristianGrowthAcademy, all one word, dot com. There you will find a growing library of video courses geared specifically to help you learn how to grow in your Christian walk. And if you're a subscriber to this podcast, then you've heard me talk about our Point of Purity program. It's a 12-week, one-on-one, Bible-centered coaching program that takes you deep into the scriptures and teaches you how to develop a lifelong strategic plan for sexual purity. You know, I often talk on this podcast about the various books I've written as well. There are a lot of different features to this ministry, and we encourage you to check it all out. Well, as a faith-based, donor-supported ministry, all of this stuff, and, and, and so much more that we do, is only made possible by our team of ministry partners who give financially to this ministry. Without compromise, the Purity Coach shows men and women how to have a continuous relationship with Jesus. It's real. It's personal. And to that end, To be quite honest with you, we need financial assistance from our partners, like you, who are committed to providing hope and helping men and women across the globe win their battle against the beast of sexual impurity. So I am personally inviting you to prayerfully consider joining us as we impact our world by equipping and training men and women how to live in purity, how to live in godliness, how to be men and women of integrity. So if this intrigues you, if this interests you, if you want to partner with us financially, you can give your tax-deductible gift to this ministry today. Just simply go to thepuritycoach.com. Again, that's thepuritycoach.com, and click on the Donate button in the upper right corner. Or just scroll to the bottom of the show notes and click the link there. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for your financial gifts and your partnering with us and helping us reach men and women across the globe with the message of hope, healing, and restoration. Well, as we continue our thoughts from last week's episode, there's one more thing I want you to notice about 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. God's divine power has already given you everything you need. I love that word, everything. It's literally the word all. Have you ever stopped to consider what that simple little word actually means? All means what? Well, if you've taken my online course entitled How to Overcome Any Temptation from ChristianGrowthAcademy.com, you might remember the lesson where we focused our attention on that tiny little three-letter word. You see, when you see the word all in the Bible, keep this in mind. All means all, and that's all all means. Let me repeat that. All means all, and that's all all means. By the way, if you haven't taken the nine-week course on how to overcome temptation, may I encourage you to go to christiangrowthacademy.com and enroll in this powerful study from God's word on how to overcome any temptation in your life. Well, that word all is a powerful little word. It refers to each and every part of the whole. It's a word that leaves absolutely nothing out think about a a power drill. As you hold that drill in your hand, the word all certainly refers to the unit as a whole as you're holding it and looking at it. But that word all also refers to every gear, every tooth in that gear, every wire, every connection, every screw, each and every part that makes up the whole, everything, all. God's divine power has given you everything. It's given you all that you need for a godly life. Think about that. (laughs) That's fantastic. You see, you cannot manufacture godliness on your own, but you don't need to. As a born-again believer, God is living in you. That means you already have his godliness, all of it within you. You don't have to go looking anywhere else for it. Only God can be godly. And he has already placed all of his godliness within you in the person of the Holy Spirit. You have the power. You have the ability to be godly every moment of every day because you have the all-powerful God living his godliness within you. Okay, so how exactly do we plug into this power to live a godly life? How do, we, how do we surrender ourselves to the Almighty and allow Him to live His godliness through us every moment of every day? Well, Peter answers that question for us in 2 Peter 1.3. He states that we can find everything we need to be godly, now listen to this, through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Now, I want you to catch the fact that it is through Your knowledge of God, that you receive the power to be godly. Okay, great. (laughs) But what exactly does that mean? Well, first, the word through carries with it the idea that this is the instrument or it's the way that something is going to be accomplished. Let me explain it this way. It is through your knowledge of God. It is by means of your knowledge of God. It is as you grow in your knowledge of God that you will discover everything you need to live a godly life. God teaches you and I the ins and the outs of godliness. He shows us how to make it practical in our life, and he does it all through his word, the Bible. Now, secondly, it's important that we pause long enough to make sure we understand the kind of knowledge that Peter's talking about. You see, if we're not careful, we run the risk of misinterpreting this text, and that can be dangerous. You see, when Peter says that our knowledge of God equips us for living a godly life, he's referring to a whole lot more than just being able to recite a bunch of facts and figures about God. Knowing God is far more than just knowing about God. Facts and figures about God are great, they're good, but knowing details about the creator of the universe isn't necessarily going to help you live a godly life. I mean, if all you have is an intellectual understanding of God, the only thing you will have gained is a fair amount of head knowledge. Well, and probably the awesome ability to win hands down at a Bible trivia game. The Bible warns us in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, that that kind of knowledge puffs up. All that head knowledge makes King Me feel pretty good. Peter is telling us that we need to get to know God much deeper than a list of facts and figures. We need to know him personally. You see, when your emphasis is simply on increasing your head knowledge of the Bible, my friend, you run the high risk of focusing your life on good works instead of a growing relationship. It becomes a religion instead of a relationship. You will see the Christian life more of like a a checklist, do your devotions, pray, review your memory verses, don't get angry, honor your spouse, don't swear, and on the list can go. But Christianity isn't about being faithful and keeping a checklist. It's pursuing a deeper relationship with your Heavenly Father. The fact is, when you see the Christian life as a bunch of do's and don'ts, when you approach Christianity with that checklist mentality you will, you will, mark it down, you will eventually find it to be more of a burden instead of a blessing. It will become a hassle instead of a help. As long as we have a checklist approach to Christianity, I submit that we will put all of our attention on right behavior, changing our external actions instead of getting to know the God who gave us those standards. In other words, developing a deep, internal relationship with our Creator, our Savior, our Heavenly Father. And the result, now watch this, the result of a works-oriented faith is a strong sense of shame, guilt, and failure every time we mess up. You know I'm right. You've experienced it. You've been there. That's not the kind of life God wants you and I to live. He doesn't want us to do this and stop doing that. That's not what brings Him honor. It's your heart. It's your attitude. It's whom you're allowing to sit on the throne and take control and reign over your life. David writes the words in Psalm 51, verses 16 and 17. He says, God, you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Psalm 51:16 and 17 You see God is not interested in your external behavior alone. He's not after you changing how you act and changing what you do. No, it's your spirit, your heart that needs to change. You see, when you change your heart, your behavior will follow. God says in Hosea chapter 6 verse 6, I desire steadfast love not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings, Hosea 6.6. Jesus said that to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and all the strength is much more than whole burnt offerings and sacrifices, Mark 12.33. It's only as you get to know God on an intimate level that you will learn to trust him with more and more control over your life. It's only when we surrender ourselves, removing King Me from the throne of our hearts. It's only when we daily choose to yield all of our life over to God. Only then, watch this, only then will we become a godly person. Because that's when King Me gets out of the way and allows God to live His godliness through us. And the result is that we're finally doing godly things out of a godly heart that desires to please God rather than doing it out of a sense of Christian duty or a selfish desire to be recognized. So keep this in mind. My behavior will be godly only when my heart is godly. That bears repeating. My behavior will be godly only when my heart is godly. You know, unfortunately, there are some people that define godliness as being full of the correct biblical information. What I mean is this, they believe that if they read enough Christian books, if they attend enough Christian seminars, if they study as many of the facts of the Bible as they can, and they can accumulate enough data about God, then somehow godliness is just going to eke out of them. It's going it's to automatically follow now, let me be very quick to interject this. Each of those activities I just mentioned, uh, reading good Christian books, attending Christian seminars, studying the Bible, those are good things. Those are activities that have great value. I mean, let's face it. There are some great books by Christian authors worthy of reading. If you're interested in a list of some of those books, go to my website, thepuritycoach.com, and go to my resources section. There are wonderful Christian seminars on growing in your relationship with God. Those are worthy of attending. If you're interested in some of those, I'd encourage you to go to ironsharpensiron.net. I love that website. I love that organization. When you find an Iron Sharpens Iron men's equipping conference, I encourage you, go to it. It's worthy of attending. And of course, reading God's word is always beneficial. In fact, in Isaiah 55, verse 11, God says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It will accomplish what I desire. It will achieve the purpose for which I sent it, Isaiah fifty-five eleven. 11. So anytime you're pursuing knowledge of the Bible, anytime you're going after and understanding how to live the Christian life, you're choosing well. However, the word of God warns us in 2 Timothy 3, verse 7, There are those who are always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Oh, my friend, don't become one of those people. It is possible to know the Word of God frontward and backward. However, if that head knowledge is not accompanied by a change in your life in response to what you've learned about God, then all that knowledge is worthless. So beware of becoming so dependent on knowing about Scripture that you never work on applying to your life the things you already know from Scripture. James warns us, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. James 1.22 Jesus said to the religious leaders of the day, you diligently study the Scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. But these are the scriptures that testify about me, and yet you refuse to come to me to have life, John five thirty nine and 40. You know, when you read those verses or listen to those verses at first glance, it can appear that Jesus is complimenting these guys. You're in the word of God. You're studying the scriptures. But a closer examination reveals something completely different. think about it. Of course, they're intent on learning and knowing the scriptures. They were the spiritual leaders of the day. It was expected of them. But the motivation of their heart was all wrong. You see, their focus was on gaining knowledge of the word of God for the sake of knowledge itself. It was all about King me sitting on the throne, appearing to all those around that, that I'm wise and holy but it's not about growing in a deeper relationship with God. They were placing their hope for eternity upon how much of the scriptures they knew and understood and could accurately and adequately teach. However, they put so much value on their head knowledge that they totally missed the Son of God, the one whom the scriptures were all about. He was standing right before them, and they missed it. So, Jesus in John 5 39 and 40 is verbally grabbing these guys by the the collar of their sanctimonious robes and he's saying, These are the scriptures that testify about me. What about you? Do you have a head knowledge of the Word of God, but not a heart relationship with the God of the Word? You can know great biblical truths and principles, you can have passages memorized, you can know biblical doctrine. But if you're not living out those truths in your daily life, my friend, you're not glorifying God. If you are not living by the doctrine that you know to be true, you are not godly, period. King me is still sitting high and mighty on the throne of your heart. The more time you invest with your Heavenly Father... The more time that you are in the word of God, letting the God of the word speak to you and you're on your knees in prayer, talking with God, the more time you invest with your heavenly father, the more you get to truly know him, the more you know him, the greater his impact will be upon your life. So as you open your Bible and as you study his word, he is speaking to you from his heart. He is teaching you how to live your life in such a way as to please him in everything you think, everything you say, and everything you do. It is important, vitally important to our study that you understand this. The Bible is the word of God. It is God's revelation of himself to man. It's his personal letter to you. So to get to know the God of the word, please, my friend, daily be in the word of God. It's there within the pages of scripture that you will discover who your heavenly father truly is. It's there within the pages of scripture that you will find everything you need to live a godly life. So if you're going to be serious about living a life that glorifies God, it is vital that you choose to daily roll up your sleeves, grab that proverbial shovel and pickaxe, and begin digging into the scriptures. That is where you're going to find your answers. Well, if you would like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about our ministry, be sure to visit our website and see the multitude of resources that we've made available to you. Now You can find our website at the Coach. Dot com. Again, that's puritycoach, all one word, dot com. One of those resources that I would like to highlight for you today as we wrap up today's podcast is this book that I've written entitled The Pure Man's Devotional Guide, A Biblical Toolbox for Purity. You see, building a life of purity does not happen overnight. And like any building project, it will be best when you use the right tools and the right materials for the task. Well, this book, The Pure Man's Devotional Guide, A Biblical Toolbox for Purity, is just that. It is a toolbox, if you will, filled with nearly 700 passages of scripture, all for the purpose of equipping you with the proper tools you need to build a lasting life of biblical purity. The Pure Man's Devotional Guide is a five-week devotional, that will help you see how the enemy attacks, and more importantly, how to skillfully handle the word of God as you learn to fight back against those attacks. So let me encourage you to visit the resource section of our website, thepuritycoach.com, and click on resources, or go directly to amazon.com and search either for The Pure Man's Devotional Guide, or just look up my name, Steve Etner, and find that book and purchase your copy today. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Now, if this is ministered to you, if this has blessed you, it's challenged you, or it's encouraged you, I'd like to ask you to do three things. Not hard, not time-consuming, not complicated. Here they are. First of all, would you please let your friends know about the Point of Purity podcast? Would you please... Be an instrument used by the hand of God to help us help men and women across the globe win their war for sexual purity and live in freedom. I am a not-for-profit ministry. That means I can't afford a marketing budget. And as a result, the only way that people are going to know about this podcast is if you, my listener, tells others about it. So would you please partner with us and spread the news about the Point of Purity podcast. Then the second thing I'd like to ask you to do, and this is so important. Please take a few seconds right now, go to your favorite podcast player and rate our program and this episode. You see, every time you do, your rating lets them know this podcast is important. It's valuable. Your rating helps us get this program and this ministry into the ears and hearts of people across the globe, just like you. Not sure what to do? Let me help you with that. If you're using an Apple device, Simply go to Apple Podcast if you're not already there, open up this episode if it's not already open, scroll to the very bottom to the Ratings and review section. There you can give this episode a five-star rating and a short written review. Do both. And if you're an Android user, click the Podchaser link in my show notes here and leave your rating and review us. And then the third thing, if you have not subscribed to this podcast yet, oh, let me encourage you to do so today so you won't miss any of the upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner, reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.